This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. All right, well, I'll tell you, I am excited for two reasons. One is our guest today, and two, because we're going to talk about a show that will be absolutely epic at Maryland Hall. I want to welcome Paul Schaefer and Ernie Green. And for those of a certain age, Paul needs no introduction, but for the millennials and Gen Xers and Gen Zers in the bunch, listen up and then go get tickets because this is a show not to miss. Paul is widely recognized for his role as David Letterman's musical director and sidekick on Late Night and Late Show. His career in the entertainment industry includes working with a diverse range of artists as well as film and TV. And I can go on and on and on, but then it gets really awkward and we get embarrassed and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm embarrassed already. (laughs) So all I'm going to say is that if it has something major in the music world, Paul is either has a hand in it or he's not too far away. Go read his Wikipedia. Plus, the dude is a Canadian. So what's not to like? So welcome to Paul Schaefer. My thank goodness, John. Thank you very much. Are you Canadian? Did I did I hear that? No, you are. Yeah. What? Oh, not you, though. No, 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 no. Not me. I definitely am. Yeah. But I'm American now. <laughs> well, that's well, welcome to America. That thank you very like, much. Sounds like a good movie title. Coming to America, that was me. I came. <laughs> came, I saw, you know, didn't exactly conquer, but this is part of my world domination plan, coming to Annapolis <laughs> and doing this concert with Ernie. That's... I'm telling you, it's going to be magnificent. I'm, I'm so excited about it, what Ernie's got planned. Well, the other person you talk about, Ernie, and joining us on the phone with Paul, again, is Annapolis' own, or I guess it's Severna Park's own, Ernie Green, who is the genius behind Live Arts Maryland, which does include the Annapolis Chorale, the Annapolis Chamber Chorus, and the Chamber Orchestra. And while genius is my term, the business card probably reads artistic director, but I want to welcome Ernie as well. And I think the last time we ran into one another, we were in MacMedics, um, getting computer problems fixed or something. Oh, my gosh, we were. We were definitely in Mac. You're so right. We were in MacMedics. Yeah, I tell you what, I I was a frequent flyer there for a while. Yeah. So thanks for having me, John. Absolutely. Well, this is exciting, okay? It's different, and I love when musical genres and styles collide, and they really are going to be doing that on the 17th in Annapolis for one show only at 7.30 at Maryland Hall. And, Ernie, I mean, you got you are a fan of the surprising, I think, and that probably rings true because your headquarters is in the mall. But, right. But how did this idea come about about bringing Paul Schaefer down into Annapolis to integrate with you guys. Well, I have had the most fun and the, the great honor of working with Paul on this symphony show for the last, how long have we been doing this? I don't know, a couple of years. Eight, anyway. eight years, seven years. Six, Is it really that long? Yeah, six it years. takes a long time. It does. And uh, I met Paul. Uh, we were, uh, uh, do, we did the first one of these in Kalamazoo. And I just, um, uh, I remember, you know, sitting with him and talking about music. And I, this is music that I grew up with as well. But what was cool was getting to know the things that influenced Paul as a young musician. And he put this show together and then we had it set for orchestra and Paul and his band. And it's just, you know, I sort of describe this as an evening of guilty musical pleasures. These are all the things that I grew up you know, playing and I just, and listening to, um, um, and I, it's, so it's, it's a great show. 
Ernie, I find you guilty in the court of love. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take my chance. <laughs> well, I mean, so it's, so it's virtually a melting pot of music. Well, you know, it's all what I, uh, I studied classical piano lessons as a kid, but when I heard rock and roll and especially soul music and R&B on, a radio, on American radio, I could pick it up after dark up in Canada. Man, that was it for me. And some of it was, you know, sort of orchestral. Anyway, you know, especially, well, this is, a, I was in college by this time, but when Barry White came out, my goodness, with his Love Unlimited Orchestra, that was so influential. And that's how we start, you know, with Barry White's love theme. And then, that, and then we just go from there. All kinds of beautiful pop and R&B things. And um, getting into uh, my one hit song. I don't know if you know, I wrote the music for It's Raining Men. I did, that, the Weather Girls. That Weather Girls dance anthem. So we do that, you know, and uh, in between all is so much of my favorite stuff that Ernie loves too. Now he's got some special things coming here in Annapolis that, that we don't normally do. We've only done it four times. This will be our fifth time. But yeah. Well, you, you've got vocal choruses coming. It's going to be like, you know, the Vikings are going to show up with this. Everybody. We're going to have people in boat shoes. Oh, my it's God. It's going to be great. Well, to, to give you an example, because we're doing some of that wall of sound and really big sound stuff with big vocal choruses. We've never really had one before. Yeah. Now we are. Well, with the Annapolis Corral, John, as you know, I mean, it seemed like when I talked uh, to Paul about this, you know, we, I thought it would be fun to not only involve the orchestra, which is what we've done in other places, but I decided it would be fun to involve the chorus, the Annapolis Corral as well. So we've got like the biggest backup chorus ever on things like You're All I Need to Get By, It's Raining Men. Uh, the Phil Spector. I just can't wait to hear it. I just, I'm, I'm so excited about it. And, uh, you know, I bring with me a crack uh, rhythm section of musicians from New York. Some of the best bass, drums, rhythm guitars and stuff. So that we really do combine the symphony with, you know, the best of, uh, of groove, groove players and rhythm and blues and stuff. It, it truly is a melting point, yeah. a melting pot. You you really did characterize it right. Yeah. Well, I would expect nothing less from the world's most dangerous band leader. So, I mean, that's for sure. I You know, this sounds so amazing. And I guess the question, I mean, when we first started, Paul, you said we're rehearsing. But how how the hell do you rehearse for something like this? Well, you know, er Ernie is my conductor. So... His job is, you know, and, and I, I do some singing and some playing, but, you know, I have my own little quirks as a singer and as a player, and he's got to sort of transmit that to the orchestra so that we all play together. His job is to keep us all together. So that's kind of what we're going through. Ernie, remember, I, I want to slow down here. And, you know, and then we just remind, and then he says, well, but you remember you take it fast there. Yes, you're right. That's the kind of rehearsal we're having today. We just get to play through this stuff again and again. It's it's such great music um, that it's it's just it's not it's like not working. You know, it's kind of it's just we're playing. Well, Ernie, you probably have you both probably have one of the best jobs in the world. I mean, you're doing exactly what you love to do. And, oh, absolutely. And you figured absolutely. out how to make a buck doing it. I mean, <laughs> I can't argue with that. Yeah, you, know? uh, you are absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> 
I'll tell you, you know, it's, it's funny, Paul, you, you know, sort of witnessed the evolution of the music industry. You've been here around for quite some time. What do you see right now that's happening? Uh, maybe it's an artist, maybe it's a genre, stuff like that. What do you see happening that that's really exciting you right now? Um, you know, uh, sometimes I worry, oh, my goodness, it's all becoming computerized and it's lost its soul. But I became aware of a new of a new artist I never heard before who who works under the name of Jelly Roll. Uh, he is like a former rapper. Yeah from nashville but but he sings now with a lot of soul you know and he he sort of almost renewed my faith uh, i don't think you're going to kill uh, the you know the real music i don't think you can and we're here we're going to prove it in annapolis i'll tell you that yeah when we get there absolutely well i got something for both of you guys here and you whoever wants to lead off but if either of you had the opportunity to do a co-build show with any artist living or dead Who's, it, who's going to be on stage with you? You mean I would get co-billing with whoever I I say? Well, I can't say Elvis. You know, you, I wouldn't. Elvis Presley and Paul Schaefer. No, it doesn't seem it doesn't <laughs> seem right. I don't know. You know, I often say I, I I did so well getting to play already with so many of my idols. Missed very few. I used to say Aretha, but I got to produce her. My goodness, in the studio for the Blues Brothers. Uh, movie sequel. And now I, I say, really, I only missed Elvis and, and Sinatra. Right. So I think that's the bit, you know, Elvis, Sinatra and me. Uh, what a trio. In my dream. That's in an, my dream. That's an amazing trio. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. <laughs> Ernie, you got anybody? That I have no, and it's not like I have a big head or anything. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll co-headline with Sinatra and Elvis. You got it. It's a tough job. Uh, you got to do it. <laughs> well, I'll tell, I'll tell you what, Paul, you know, you, I, I'm going to say I, skill, hard work and luck really has given you a stellar career. Um, you know, what does a 74 year old Paul Schaefer tell an 18 year old Paul Schaefer today with the benefit I of your knowledge? I don't know what to say. Uh, you know, how do you get started? It's all different now. I, I can't even comment on it. And it's all, as you know, it's all about the social media. Your one's profile on social media. That's the way it looks to me. When I was a kid, it was just about showing up and playing everywhere. Maybe somebody will hear you. Right. That, that was my philosophy, and it kind of worked, you know. Somebody heard me, and the next thing I knew, I was in New York. Today, it's all different. You know, Justin Bieber got, was on the uh, on Facebook or something, and and he got he got heard that way. So you can't ask me anymore. Well, I think it was funny. I think it was Colby Calais was the one that. Uh sort of the first one to get discovered on YouTube, I think. Oh, yeah. I think it wasn't. Not that her dad had anything to do with it, but, I mean, you know, he's a producer. But it was, uh, yeah. you know, she was, you know, there was no record deal there for her. So pretty interesting. You know, it's funny. Now it's all about it. And, you know, from what I hear, it's just all about the record. Are you interested in this music? Well, how many followers does it have? It's just that yeah. and not much else. Yeah. So that, that doesn't sound good for a future of music, but I have faith. Well, the music industry really has changed. I mean, you know, it used to be, you know, the record deals and that's where you got it. When you sold the records, you got the royalties and, and, and everything else. Now, I mean, I'm hearing that it's it's all about the merch. It's all about going out on tour and, you know, making your money. Otherwise, I mean, you're not going to make it. You're not going to, you know, get rich on that tenth of a penny that Spotify pays you. Music is free now. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pay for a Spotify. 
subscription. Once you yeah. do, it's all free. Yeah. yeah. I pay for Spotify. Aha. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> we all do here, yeah. True. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I just want, I think this is important that for our listeners to know this, but Paul, your wiki says that you saw Nat King Cole show in Vegas back at age 12, and that was sort of like the catalyst for you. And I had listened to a podcast recently um, about that time when it happened, when Nat King Cole and Harry Belafonte were there, and they both led the charge to really desegregate that city's entertainment scene. And I thought it was interesting that in 2002, you were inducted into the National Black Sports and Entertainment Hall of Fame for your work in opening the entertainment doors for so many black artists. And I got nothing to say there. Just I thought that was really important for our listeners to know because, I mean, you you are really a force to reckon, be reckoned with. Well, I don't know about that. I, I certainly was very proud of my induction in the National Black Sports and Entertainment Hall of Fame. I, I think, you know, I was a, a, a great proponent of rhythm and blues and where, where our, our rock and roll comes from, comes from there. And I made no, you know, no qualms about that on the show. And I got, I, I got to have on the show so many of my idols from the early days of soul music and the, you know, people like Wilson Pickett and the, you know, the guys that I grew up with. So it's lovely that you, that you mentioned that. Um, I read in the history of books about how Frank Sinatra did a lot to, to integrate Las Vegas. He couldn't stand that his pal Sammy Davis, you know, was working in the in the main rooms of these hotels, but couldn't stay there. Yeah, such injustice. And he Sinatra helped bring that to a close. I'm not playing your your establishment. You know, that's what I read. That's pretty impressive. Truly is. It truly is. You know, you know, it's funny as you've been involved in many iconic television moments. Actually, it was I don't know whether it's surprising or not, but um the uh, your walk on on Seinfeld with the uh, <laughs> the hot dogs just passed through my Facebook feed yesterday. But uh, and Letterman, since he's retired, has really sort of kept a relatively low yet bearded profile, um, excepting I guess he came out and bashed on that uh, Taylor and Travis thing a, little, a couple days ago. But do you guys still hang out together? Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, and really by his not request, but he indicated. You know, well, let's let's stay friends, and and we really have uh, sometimes just over the phone, but we do see each other kind of regularly. And um, uh, I come down once in a while. He he's a, maybe low profile, but he does have his own show on Netflix, and you know he's got a YouTube channel now. Sometimes I, I, he asks me to come by, like I did with the great Darlene Loveridge just before Christmas, and she sang that great song she used to sing every year for us. Uh, so about. Short answer, though, yeah, we see each other. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you, you know, my my as we start to wrap it up, my favorite accolade for you, I think, is that, and and this is one that you should hang on your wall, as far as I'm concerned. But you were the first person to drop that f bomb on SNL Live, right? Why does everyone remember what I <laughs> try so hard to forget? <laughs> but yes, and I didn't lose my job though because it was obviously a slip. I didn't do it on. Others did it on purpose and. The next thing you know, they weren't on the show. But that wasn't me. Everybody really knew that I had just slipped up because we were kind of getting close to it. The point of the sketch was we were saying flogging instead of the real thing, you know. And all of a sudden, I went too far. And every, everybody could see it. And Lauren Michaels, the, the famous produ- Canadian producer, said, well, you just broke down the last barrier. 
<laughs> and everybody was a really good sport about it. But we were also in the sketch, we were doing phony um, British accents, and none of us could do it uh, well enough. But the point is, you couldn't really tell. I think it just kind of slipped by pretty easily. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I counted it, thank goodness. I'll tell you now, I got two, two sort of silly questions, but being Canadian, are you a poutine fan? I never had that. I know what kind of know what it is. It's some kind of dessert, isn't it? No, it's kind of like French fries and gravy, I think. Oh, well, French fries and gravy, is that what it is? We certainly had that up in Thunder Bay at, at Canada in my day, yeah. French fries and gravy or French fries and vinegar, too. Ooh, I like that. Sometimes. But yeah, a little bit different. And then they had something called a Persian up in Thunder Bay. What's that? Dessert, uh, sort of a Danish, but with pink icing. Huh, interesting. Well, uh, being a New Yorker now, now that you're an American, what's the best pizza in town? I need to know the name of the place because my kid lives there. Oh, I wish I could tell you. Everybody says their place is the, is the best, right. you know. I think you've got to go down. As long as you're in the West Village, your chances are pretty good. <laughs> West Village, fair enough. Well, I want to thank you both so much for your time. I will let you get back to your rehearsal. I can't wait to see this show and it truly is one for all ages. And uh, I'm talking not only to us boomers, but also the Gen X millennials and Gen Zs. You can get tickets at liveartsmd.org. And I did just take a peek, and the, the house seats about 725, and there are less than 100 seats left. So I would suggest as soon as you hear this, you want to go to liveartsmd.org and grab a pair of seats because this will be a unique show that you'll never see again coming right here to Annapolis on the 17th of February, man. And thank you guys so much for your time this afternoon. Thanks, John. John, we thank you. Thanks for having us. And we'll see you there, okay? You absolutely will. Take care, guys. All right, thanks. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionannapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.